Hello, beautiful beings, and welcome to the Soul Agent Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Nicole Hickox. In this podcast, we talk all things soul. You see, I'm on a mission to help as many people as possible connect with their own soul. Because when we connect with our higher selves, we create a bridge for healing, a bridge for transformation, and a bridge for manifestation. If you want to up-level your life from the inside out, this podcast is for you. So without further ado, let's take a journey to the soul. Hello, beautiful friends, and welcome back to the Soul Agent Podcast. I'm so excited to have you all here, and you will absolutely love today's guest. Catherine Skaggs is a world-renowned author, healer, shaman, artist, and all-around beautiful soul just showing the way for us. So I know you will love it. I really hope that everybody is doing well right now. There's some really intense times. I feel a lot of crumbling going on, but it's bringing the breakthrough that we've all been asking for, the breakthrough that we've all been craving. And I know that it can be really hard to sustain our peace during tumultuous times. So I really just want to offer this space for anybody who's going through a hard time to reach out. I want this to be a community where you feel heard, seen, and safe to express all of the different feelings and emotions that come with this life. But I also want to be an inspiration for those who really want to start dreaming up and taking action towards their goals and dreams. So I have launched my new business, The Manifestation Agency, and I offer one-on-one VIP private coaching to anyone who is really trying to get clear on how to get to that life they've always been dreaming up. And what I can help you do is remove the blocks that are standing in your way. So through a lot of different tools and modalities, we work together to get you clear on what it is you want, figure out where that resistance is coming from, and then we remove it so that you can start taking aligned action. And I will be there with you every step of the way. So if this is something that is calling you, please check out the manifestationagency.com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. You can reach out there as well. But without further ado, let's get you introduced to the one and only Catherine. And we are talking all about soul today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Soul Agent Podcast. I am so honored to have our guest on today. Her name is Catherine Skaggs. She is a renowned author, healer, teacher. She has two amazing Oracle card decks and um, is really just such a beautiful light on this earth. So welcome, Catherine. Thank you, Kayla. It's great to be here. Yes, thank you. Well, Catherine, why don't you start by giving us um, 
your own version of your introduction. You've done so many amazing works in this world. You have your book out, you have your card decks out. And uh, I, we were talking before, one of your cards just won an award. So I would love for you to just share with our listeners um, your own introduction, please. Well, I'm an artist and I have been my whole life. I grew up in Oklahoma and I live in Colorado now. And I began in a very conservative arena and it always it didn't always make sense to me and so as I was a seeker uh from an early age but a lot of it was because I was in suffering to tell you the truth and in my 20s I started to find some metaphysical teachings and that made a whole lot more sense as outside the box as it was from my life growing up and so I started to move into dream interpretation and metaphysics and spiritual teachings that ultimately wove into some shamanic practices I began in 2007 and have continued upon and teach now. And it's been a grand adventure of waking up, as I like to say, of learning to be in greater harmony just with myself and the universe as it is, and to understand the deeper soul's journey uh, through personal transformation that's always been the path. And then to turn around and share that with another to make the world a better place, hopefully. Uh, found out I was a teacher early on and I kind of ran screaming when I had to start teaching. When my teacher said, it's your turn. And I'm like, oh no. But it's the greatest gift uh, I found along the path is to be able to show up and to see another person and see their soul. Um, Back in the, I'll just throw in a little tidbit back once I began my spiritual journey and metaphysics, my, with the meditations and the spiritual practices that were given, my intuition started to open up. And I remember going to, and this is for all of you that may be new on the path. I remember reading books and watching videos and thinking, this is really cool stuff. And I went to a psychic fair <clears throat> and I was rather uh, discerning because I was not sure about any of it. And it was kind of cool because during the day they gave free talks on uh, what metaphysics is, dream interpretation, past lives, all that type of stuff, Lemuria. And I was very interested. So I kept going to these free talks and yet they had readings going on. And there was this one gal who was doing crystal ball readings. And I thought that sounds interesting. This was in the eighties and it cost like 25 bucks back then, which is a lot of money, money to me back way back when. Right. And so I signed up, but I kept getting pushed to the end of the day. And oh yes, I was hungover from partying the night before. That's kind of a funny thing to talk about. <laughs> so, but I, so I thought I'd stay 15 minutes. I stayed all day. It was so fascinating. And at the end of the day, I finally got my reading and this gal looked at me and then she looked at the crystal ball and then she started telling me things about myself. And I thought, how in the world does she know this? And at the end of the reading, I said, I, I, how, how do you know this? She said, well, you can do this too. And I said, no, I can't. Are you kidding me? I don't know how to do this. She said, it's innate in your being. You just need to learn how to focus your mind. And you need to learn how to be still. And I said, oh, well, you know, she said, you need to get in classes. I said, I'm too busy. 
But by the end of that day, I had signed up for classes, which I always said I was doing so with my arm twisted. And she says, you didn't get your arm twisted. And she's become a very good friend of mine for many years now. So that, that began my journey. And I was working in a corporate type job at the time after graduating from art school and not knowing what to do with any of it. And in two weeks of doing this, I quit my job and I started to freelance my artwork and make a living at it. How crazy is that? Two weeks, two weeks. weeks. So I'm telling you that, you know, part of this introduction is to say to whomever is listening to this, anything is possible once you start understanding something about universal laws and truths and how to focus your mind. And one of the other things that they said to me way back when was if you learn how to focus your mind and direct it, nobody else can. So in this day and age, that's kind of a good tip to know that you know truth inside of you is what I'm always going to tell a client or someone I'm teaching or just encouragement for someone is within each one of us. There's gold, there's wisdom. Once we can get still and access it, that's where it starts. So anyway, it's been a grand adventure. I got into shamanism in 2007 and it was just an extension of what I began with. And again, it was all about healing myself and turning around and learning some things that I can pass on to others. Yeah, that's incredible. And you know, what I really take with your story, and I feel like this resonates with so many people on this path, is that it almost starts with struggle. It starts with this struggle from within, you know, whether there's external factors, it's almost this stirring within that you just you can feel it. And that's where the curiosity starts to come from. And, and you start to explore these different realms and go, okay, is this really what life is all about? Suffering? No. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, and then it leads you down the path that you're meant to go on. And I love that you talk about um, how really within all of us is almost what we're seeking. You know, I Absolutely. I like to look at that connection with our soul is, you know, we have all the answers within us. And like your teacher taught you, it's about getting still enough to listen and and having the courage to follow that. Absolutely. You know, I remember I was working in Oklahoma City when I was in my 20s. It was actually before I went to art school. It was before I dove deep into my journey spiritually But I remember, and this was a clue that I had no idea until I looked back upon it, but I had always done art and I'd gotten a different degree. My first degree was in health and education. Uh, It was like a default because I didn't know what to do. And I got all this stuff that you're a great artist, but what are you really going to do to make a living? So there's always that negative connotation that you can't do this. It's not practical. And so I remember dating a guy back in my 20s and um, I'd said to him, I just love to go to art school for a year. I'm probably about 25 at the time or something like that, 24 and a half. And he said, why not? And when he said that, I'm like, yeah, why not? And 18 months later, I'm at Kansas City Art Institute. Not only for a year, I spent three years there and finished my painting degree, my art degree, but I also 
left where I began in my earthly life and opened up to new worlds because I had the courage to leave. And I remember there was a woman at, I worked in advertising at Safeway stores in Oklahoma City in their corporate office. Yeah. And a woman chased me out to the parking lot as I was leaving. And she said, oh my God, how did you do this? And I, and I looked at her and she was, she was stuck. She was stuck in corporate with the golden handcuffs because she was afraid. And mm-hmm. I was young enough. I wasn't stuck in the system yet, even though I could have easily stayed and been mm-hmm. afraid. And some courage inside of me, some something in my blueprint that said, I can't do this. I've got to, I got to do something else is probably one of the most important things we can do is be curious because the quantum realm is going to answer our curiosity. It's a matter is, are we focused in what we desire in our curiosity or are we focused in our fear? And the two things are going to determine, you know, which one we choose is going to determine our outcome or our adventure. I like to say it's a grand adventure. It's such a great way to look at it. And even what you said right there, and I feel this, really lately, almost daily, is are you showing up in your fear or are you showing up in your curiosity and your, you know, joy and your zest for life and that exploration, that adventure, right? Or are you still looking through the lens of fear? And there's been times lately where it feels intense enough that I, you know, and we talked about this a little bit before, but where multiple times a day, I'm coming back to my practices that I know, bring me back to my soul, bring me back in connection with my guides Mm -hmm. and help me really stay true to what my heart desires, and not staying stuck with the golden handcuffs with the lens of fear. Yeah, it's one of the biggest, excuse me, biggest challenges, I think, and the biggest opportunities that we have. Uh, is to know that our challenges hold the seeds of our breakthroughs and they have Mm. the seeds of of our potentiation you know when we can face our fears and begin to peel them away that there are practices and ways to start cleaning them that we feel safe enough to make a different choice yes yeah that's incredible but how did you say that the challenge is the seed to our opportunities. opportunities to our opportunities you know i've i have to give a plug for sage holloway she's a dear friend of mine who i co-created the mythical goddess tarot with back in the early 2000s actually many adventures this is about 15 years coming to finally making it happen she had met me in the early 90s and saw some artwork which is nothing like i'm doing now And she said, I've been dreaming of doing a divine feminine tarot deck since I was 17. She began reading tarot when she was 14. And she said, I think you're the artist. But it took a process and a journey of my own journey to really knowing that I was ready to do this. Anyway, she taught me the tarot. I I had sold the tarot in metaphysical stores that I owned, but I was not a tarot aficionado by any means. And she was Mm -hmm. uh, quite a wise woman. And the reason I'm bringing this up is that that whole thing about opportunity and challenge came from how she created a 15 card spread that we have in our book for the tarot book. And it's, there's one of the parts of the spread that's three cards 
And these three cards are all about your lessons, which are also your challenges, which are also your opportunities. And I, and so it really reoriented me to the fact that when we have a problem or a challenge, the solution brings us our breakthrough and our opportunity. So it's like, it's the lessons of life or actually our growth points. Yes. And so I'm like, oh, when you shift that around to think that, let's say somebody wants to become a teacher or a speaker, but they're afraid of it. That's their greatest gift ready to be unfolded as soon as they will begin on the path of of learning and stepping up and having some courage. That's where their breakthrough will come. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. I would love to know, and not to put you on the spot, but you know, for people who do feel that calling, right? They want to get out of the corporate job. They want to do that, right? but they feel that intense fear. And we talk about having the courage, but do you feel like there's something tangible that helps people feel safer in their body to be able to then kind of take that next step towards that dream or that heart's desire? Yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of different things people can do. And and to, I like to say, I you know, coming from Oklahoma, I'm probably very practical as much as I can be very you know, visionary and out there. Uh, I think as soon as someone begins to acknowledge what they truly want, then they can begin to recognize uh, by meditation, by grounding, by regularly uh, acknowledging the way they feel in their body. I'm recognizing a lot of trauma and fear is trapped in the body. It's not just mental. This is not just an intellectual pursuit. It's an emotional one. It's a spiritual one and it's a physical one. So we need to acknowledge that I want this. That's the first step in, you know, so journaling may be an important thing, doing meditations, finding a, a, a group that someone can, like I led a group healing circle last night, but part of it was not just cleaning off fear. It was acknowledging desire. And so there's many processes, but the first one I think is to say, I want something different and to say, and I'm afraid because once mm -hmm. that fear can be acknowledged, it's like, where does it reside in my body? It's yes. not just a thought it's in my nervous system. So all of this needs to be addressed in one way, shape or form that says, now I need help. I don't just need to read a book. I may need a practitioner a Reiki person, a shamanic practitioner, a therapist, someone to help recognize the seeds of those fears so and to have some practical practices that are spiritual practices that says like, I'm going to alchemize those and put them on my altar. It's like, well, some people may say, well, what does that mean? Well, when you start learning where your focus is and your unconscious focus or subconscious, you can start clearing that out through various practices prayer that allow you to refocus your attention and also get some support cleaning your energy and recognizing where these fears really are rooted they might come from your parents we were talking about ancestral healing earlier they may come from your culture our culture is full of fear and trauma right now we're all feeling it and there's a lot of messages that you can't so once you recognize what you desire and what you recognize are your limitations or your fears, 
you could begin practices of learning to focus on what you desire is actually one of the ways to start breaking through. Whatever you one of uh, a universal truth and law is whatever you focus on expands. So if you're stuck in fear, mm -hmm. there are some practices to start purging the fear or learning to meditate or learning to do some concentration exercises can help you recognize when it's mindfulness exercises, basically recognizing right. when you're going down a negative line of thinking. These are all beginning places to uh, to overcome old habits, old fears. And sometimes we need help. That's why finding good spiritual teachers or practitioners can support you becoming empowered. And that's what this is ultimately about, unwinding the patterns, unwinding the thought forms, and also getting the support that you feel safe and grounded in your body. Because if it's stuck in our somatic system and our nervous system, it's going to be a limitation. It's going to be difficult for us. You can't think your way out of it. You can begin right. by looking at your thinking. What do they say? Stinking thinking that you can, when yeah. once you recognize it, you can go, okay, now what? And then your exactly. resources will start to appear. That's the other thing I want to mention. As you refocus and, and get curious about what is it like to change mm -hmm. from what I don't want to do to what I do want to do, the universe will answer you and begin to show you options. The yeah. quantum field will answer what is it will bring it into quantum physics and not just metaphysics. The I science. know. Yeah. So it's like scientists wow. have proved that whatever we're curious about will begin to appear before us. That's why recognizing fear when that's driving our curiosity, like, oh my God, how bad is it going to get? Am I going to lose my house? It's like, well, right. you know, you're going to get all the scary stuff in front of you when you do that. But it's like when you go, wonder what it's like if things get easier. And that my yeah. life is born out of love instead of fear. Yeah. Being able to even have that as a mantra daily when you get up, you're going to start being more childlike and be curious about the good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing that because I, I do think for a lot of people, and like you said, especially right now, they get overwhelmed with the intensity. They get overwhelmed with the feelings and it's reminding everybody that there's a lot of practical tools and there's a lot of uh, amazing practitioners out there that can help you move through this because life is meant to be joy. Life is meant to be a grand adventure, right? And, um, you know, I started the manifestation agency, kind of a sister company to the soul agent. And when I was thinking about this vision for it, really what came to mind was how good can it get? And, and I just, I try to think about that every single day. How good can it get? Right. And like you said, let that be the focus instead of feeding the fear, feeding the trauma, how good can it get? And of course you're going to have those moments where things come up that you need to work through that, you know, um, and quite frankly, you need support. Because sometimes, sometimes there are moments where it feels like I just I'm having a hard time really tuning into what this is that I need to move through. What is this that I need to clear? And having someone like you and you know, there's a lot of practitioners, but you're phenomenal at that and being able to clear it, 
help people see where it's at and get them moving forward with, uh, I feel like I, I could see like a clear, uh, like the film is gone, right? Yeah, because as we clear uh, some of these energies, you know, the way I work is I always want to be a hollow bone or a vessel of uh, light for someone to remember who they are and to get to that place where they're safe enough that they can feel into their possibility. That's one of the biggest things, I think, of leaping from one old place, old way of being into a new one is we need to be safe. We need to have a safe container. We need to learn what that even looks like. How do we have good boundaries? How do we create a container of harmony that allows us to be practical and yet have incredible vision for new life? And, uh, you know, when clients come and say, well, should I change my job? I'm like, I don't know. That's inside of you. But I can I can read your field and I can support you in finding spiritual and practical ways because if someone's not safe and they jump off the cliff, they may not have their wings unfolded to fly. And we want someone to be able to fly. And um, what was I gonna say? Actually, there was something else about that, about clearing the fear. You know, mm -hmm. your body knows the yes and the no of things as well as your energy field. And so, you know, cleaning out the fear gets you to where you start feeling the harmony and then you know you can take your next step and, and trust yourself. I had a car accident a couple of years ago. I want to bring this up with what you were saying. And this is about five years ago, and I had a concussion, and, and it really whacked my life. I kept on living my life, but and I have a ton of tools. I've got a big toolbox from 35 years of doing this work, at least that much. And right. I remember you know, needing help physically and getting support, but it whacked me somatically. It it really upset my nervous system and I, I had chronic pain come back and some fatigue and I was working and not working and it brought up a lot of fear, really base fear. Right. And yeah. after a couple of years, you know, I navigated it, but I realized I was living in PTSD even though mm. I had been cleaning, I had a lot of helpers, a lot of good practitioners. But what was interesting is I started to realize that accident was just the PTSD was not just from the physical accident of being hit in a car. It unleashed some trauma from earlier in my life that I thought I'd dealt with. It was kind of fascinating that it went to another layer of something that I thought had been cleared. So wow. it is really like an onion uh, skin being peeled away as we're through this evolutionary journey of spiritually waking up and being conscious creators in our world that, you know, anyone on the journey can have another experience that doesn't seem like a fun experience. So what right. I realized was I was starting to project into my creating my world through the mm -hmm. lens of some of that trauma, even though I had a lot of help and I had a lot of toolbox. And I ended up needing to see a somatic therapist, meaning yeah. she was helping my nervous system calm back down that I could also bring in with my other practices. So sometimes we need to weave a team of practitioners together to do our personal practices, take personal responsibility, but also knowing when to ask for help. 
And, and, yeah. and maybe sometimes someone on your team may need to refer you to someone else that can help you unwind something. Right. Absolutely. I think that that's so important to acknowledge. And I think for some people, they may not even realize that when you actually take the step to say, see a practitioner, see someone who can help you move through these things. Sometimes we don't realize how much that's really doing for our field. You know, you might feel called to go see Catherine and have a session and you don't really know why. Maybe it's just this curiosity, but then it opens up this whole field and all of a sudden these opportunities are showing up for you. These synchronicities are showing up for you. And so we just, sometimes we don't realize what that one session might actually be opening up for our field. Yeah, and which I is, just want yeah. to, no, go ahead. Well, you make me think one of the teachings that I share oftentimes is that when a group gathers uh, or you just go to one practitioner, like what you're saying, I have a library in my energetic field and it's being shared even if it's not spoken. Yeah. So like when we get together, our libraries and our guides, our helpers, the ethereal world, we're talking to each other. And so everyone, I want to acknowledge that too. Everyone who watches this video, you're accessing a huge library, even if it doesn't come out of her mouth, it's in your field, just like what you're speaking to, which is phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. And it reminds me, and I, for those who are watching on YouTube, if you're just listening in, you'll have to jump on YouTube and, and look at the video, but I have behind me, this is a spirit guide painting that Catherine did for me during, I think it was my first session with you. I think it was my first time meeting you. But what happened during yeah. that session was probably one of the biggest breakthroughs for me on this journey because I had had a moment, I don't remember if it was a couple of days before or what, but I had like a very, what felt like one of the very first kind of vivid psychic moments. And I was just sitting in the parking lot of Costco but it was like, I had this, you know, energy and it was like this Henry and I'm like, Henry. Okay. And I could see this red, like uh circus tent. And I, I was kind of, you know, just talking, you know, feeling into it, you know, and at first I thought maybe this was my grandfather who had passed. His name was Henry, but didn't quite feel like that energy. I wasn't sure. And so, you know, I kind of just sat with it and that's really all I had from it was kind of this Henry and this like red circus tent and go on about my day, schedule a session with Catherine and we're doing this spirit guide painting and you start telling me about this Henry and this red circus tent. And my mind was just blown because it was, it was that moment that gave me like validation that what is coming through is true and real and how in the world would Catherine know, right? Um, and so we just never know when that moment is going to happen that truly empowers you to own your gifts and own your intuitive abilities or whatever, you know, it is. Um, but you know, this is just so special because that really was such a big moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I just can't believe that I just got this validation that <laughs> what was coming through was actually coming through. So 
Yeah, you those know, are the greatest moments. Oh, thank you for telling that story. I'd forgotten about the Henry piece. And I'm like, when you mentioned Henry, I'm like, oh yeah, there was some, but the circus tent, I didn't remember at all. So it's so fun. I have yeah. to, and this is where courage comes in sometimes. I'm be curious because I know you read too and yeah. you get these downloads. But when I began, it scared the crap out of me. I mean, I started having synchronicities that started to happen. And over the years, I started trusting more and more. But one day, and this may relate to any of you that want, that have a, that nudge of something inside that you feel like, oh, I think maybe I should read or I can connect. And I remember I wanted to teach people. I did not want to sit in the hot seat. I had like nine psychics working for me in one of my metaphysical stores. I'm like, I'm not going to do the readings, but I will teach all day long and do this other stuff. And so I'm running my metaphysical store, Dreamweaver here in Fort Collins back in the nineties. And I remember thinking, seeing Alex Gray's work and Susan Seaton Boulay's yeah. work. And, and we had a local artist, intuitive artist here who does aura paintings I thought, I think I'm supposed to do something like that, but it's not exactly like that. So spirit, you know, how does my art and my spirituality come together? Well, I didn't hear anything right away. So I think it was like a year later, I'm working in the store and I get this download. It was like a packet of information. It's like soul portraits. I knew exactly everything about it. It was like to bring in spirit guides or soul paintings was to help someone remember who they are. It was to reflect their spirit back to them. It it had components of helping them connect to all these different aspects of their soul, which could be many lifetimes, multidimensionally. Uh, it wasn't an aura painting. It was other dimensional. And with spirit guide paintings, it was definitely connecting people to their team or to particular things. I remember thinking, excuse my language. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh no, not me. I don't want to be in the hot seat. And I was like, yes. oh, you know, and uh-huh. life, this actually led me was part of, I was on the, I was working my butt off at my job, at my love of my business that I'd created was became a trap. Sometimes yeah. the containers we create, if we don't expand and grow and we keep uh-huh. doing the same old thing, it becomes a trap. I got very sick over the next year and a half and I closed my store and I went into a massive dark night of the soul. And I'd been dinking around with soul portraits, but I really was like not confident about doing anything. Yeah. And so I go through this. I literally lose everything in my life. I go through, I lost so much. I, it was crazy. I ended up going back and working in corporate America for a couple of years. And then yeah. when I had the chance to get back out, I created another store, which I was extremely afraid to do because I got back on my feet financially and I had a business partner. Right. And during that journey, what happened was we opened the store and three months later, and, and I had not painted for five years. I went through wow. an incredible, crazy experience that was very challenging. I guess I'm slow on some days. <laughs> But what happened was I got out of corporate, I moved back to Fort Collins, I opened a second store, and it was a gift as much as a challenge. When we opened that store, I had the synchronicities because I said yes, that got me closer to doing my life path and yeah. not just being the strange angel person in corporate America for people, <laughs> right. which was okay. 
I mean, it was just, I kept thinking, why am I here? What am I doing? Why am I here? What am I doing? Where, how do I get out of here? And, right. but what got me back was, I have to say thank you to my business partner who actually three months in said, I don't want to do this. And I thought, oh no, not this again. Oh no. Right. But when we did our opening, uh, this beautiful spiritual artist, Shiloh Sophia came because she was a good friend with my business partner and she saw some of my artwork. Here's synchronicity. She, mm -hmm. she said, are you painting? And I said, no, I haven't been able to make myself do it, even though I have a studio wherever I go. She said, I came for you. And this, oh, is, that the me chills. That, this is the stuff that happens. We, we take a direction that we think is better than where we've been. And we have our heart set, even when we don't have any idea what our future brings, but we're doing our best to take our next step someone will show up and see you and they will help you because she did that. She got me painting again that day. She did a five minute meditation. We went to my studio that I had set up and she got a huge canvas and it started flooding out. She said, you're confident. I said, what's that? And I said, I've been a painter my whole life, just not the last five years. Wow. So that unfolded and I knew I had to come back and do soul portraits. It would not let me go. And I thought, okay, I'm listening this time. I don't want to get my butt kicked again because <laughs> again. I was stubborn and afraid. And so yes. I got an opportunity and the magic started unfolding. And when I went to my first psychic fair to do portraits, I prayed and said, if I'm supposed to do this, show me. And that's where our prayers and our earnestness of heart is so important on this path because we will be answered as we are committed to change and following our hearts best as possible if we ask it will be given i guarantee you you know that your story verifies that and so in that prayers i had a booth it was outdoors and i set my booth up and i had help so they sent me away from my booth and I had five people deep around me the whole two days of that weekend fair. Wow. And everyone who came, and I know you've probably experienced this, looked to me for their answers, looked to me as if I was the one who knew, looked to me as their angel to help them remember who they are. And I got home and I wrote a poem. And in that poem, was called God's Whispers. And I realized that everyone who looked to me as their angel was my angel. That every client I've ever had helped as much as I've helped them. They've helped me know who I am. And that's the gift of having the courage to give what you have to give. I swear it's true. What you give is what you get. Yeah. And when you have the courage to listen and to offer when someone asks mm -hmm. for your guidance because you put yourself in that role as one who can tap in, it's given back immediately. And it's so much bigger than money could ever buy. And yet the value yeah. can be exchanged in reciprocity. Right. Yeah, it's incredible how, you know, I keep getting like the vision of the mirror, right? And it's like you see other people doing that Thing maybe right or taking that step but really I feel like all that's doing is showing you what you can do too and what what is also meant for you and I'll never forget when someone I don't even remember who uh 
mentioned this, but it stuck with me. And it was like, you know, anytime you start to feel jealous, like look at that and say, but that's because I can have it too. That's because it's in me too. Right. Right. And, and being able to see through that lens of we're all helping each other down the path and whatever, you know, you see that tugs on your heart. Well, that's just because it's meant for you too. That's right. That's right. You recognize something in another person, you bet. So there's a saying that I heard uh, many years ago um, and it's, and we just, it's a Mayan saying and um, I'll probably not get the whole thing right, but what I remember about it is called in Lakesh and it means you are another me. I am another you. And that's perfect reflection of what you just said is that, you know, within each one of us is this magnificent spark of like, and yes, we're unique, but we recognize things in others about ourselves. And it's usually a poke to say, remember who you are and to be who yeah. you are, be authentic, right. be humble, but be, be big. Yeah. Yeah. Be big. Well, I know we had talked a little bit earlier and I'd love to touch on it for everybody about, you know, you were seeing this theme kind of going on right now and and having a lot of sessions for soul retrieval. And because, you know, we're the soul agent and we're all about the soul here, I'd love to um, talk to you about kind of what you're seeing right now for everybody and and that theme specifically. So... Soul retrieval is, uh, what is soul retrieval and why is that a theme? And so before I talk about soul retrieval, I'm going to talk about soul loss and trauma. And our world is full of trauma right now. If you watch the news, you're traumatized because of the trauma they're reporting on in the world. And there's a lot of good in the world, but we're very skewed toward looking at the horrible things right now. And not that we shouldn't uh, attend to them because we should, but it's often sensationalized and it may trigger us even to further trauma energetically or emotionally that we take in. But trauma is uh, fright, fear, and trauma. Let's talk about a little kid. Little kid falls down, has a big owie. Their soul literally this is a mechanism of the soul i want you to imagine this is not a bad thing unless it's unattended to so a little kid or like your daughter just went through a surgery so Mm -hmm. most likely what happened in either scenario is that at some point because the discomfort and the 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 experience of not feeling good in the body literally let alone the emotional Mm -hmm. or mental piece of it the soul will draw out of the body so they do not have to experience all the horrible, not fun accident or surgery or whatever, but it's by design, literally. However, it's not by design that it stays that way. Let's say that kid falls down or you got your daughter out of surgery. What do you do? You go wrap them up. You say, okay, honey, come here. And you begin to comfort them and you begin to clear the shock out and you begin to make them feel safe again. Well, if they've gone through that trauma and you immediately pull them in, the shock starts to go away, the comfort of the body's there, and the soul says, oh, I'm okay now, and they go right back in the body, and they're present for their life. However, 
How often have we had a car accident, a boo-boo, an emotional harsh word, a scary person, a you cannot do that spoken to you, where someone is mean to you and the soul is sensitive and it's not safe in your home because there's conflict, parents fighting, culture fighting, school bullies, that soul says, I'm not here, I can't do this, it's too much. So we have depression. Here are some symptoms of soul loss. We have depression. We have sadness, a grief that's unattended to, start to have health issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Don't want to go to work. Don't want to go to school. It's not fun. Uh, you know, anti-socialization, all kinds of things that became to a deconstruction of the emotional body, the mental body, and ultimately the physical body starts to take on the symptomology. And the soul says, until you listen to me and my innocence and my purity and create a safe place for me, I don't want to be there. Not completely, even though my body is still running around. This is the zombie age. And so, mm -hmm. so re this has come up. And I think my experience so far with my clients and people that I've been working with is that it's not just this life. Mm. That it can also be passed down through ancestral lines. It can also be passed on through cultural experiences and a soul may come in from another life of not having resolved a trauma or a situation they may not have gotten to the place of resolution and so they may mm. come in needing to have an experience where they get to have a healing and feel more like themselves because when we begin yeah. to dissociate that's a sim symptom of uh, needing to heal some sort of experience that created a fright, a fear, or a trauma. And if somebody has struggled most of their life with depression, you think, well, my life wasn't bad, then most likely it's a it's a soul lineage thing, either on another lifetime or on a, on a DNA lineage that's been passed through. I came in, and I'm going to come to soul retrieval in a second, but I just want to give that yeah. background so somebody can recognize maybe Mm -hmm. I've been out of sorts for a while. I, I don't think I have any reason, but there may be some deeper spiritual seed that is asking for healing. And this yeah. is where you can come into a compassionate, safe place. If you don't feel safe, don't go. Always, that is number one, is that the practitioner creates a safe container. I'm adamant about this, that you're the yeah. boss. They're in service to you. And they're not there to tell you how to be. They're there to love you, period, end of story. And then they have their tools that can help. Uh, I get really on that one uh, yeah, because it, people don't know how to choose sometimes. And it's like, trust how you feel in your body. And, you'll know, and your body's telling you, if it doesn't feel right, you know, ultimately something inside. So when I was Absolutely. a kid, I didn't feel... I grew up feeling, I had depression by the time I was 13. I've looked back and I know I had a chaotic family growing up, but it never made sense to me. I was the ultra sensitive one and it wasn't okay to be that way. So I grew up with some of that stuff. And I'm not saying I had a bad people in my family. It was just, it didn't fit for me very well. And so later as I started to do my healing work and I got into shamanism and doing some shamanic journey work, I had... I had an interesting experience that helped explain a lot and helped me clear some things. It was, my dad was a prisoner of World War II. 
He was a prisoner of the Japanese in World War II. He was captured at the beginning of the war at age 17. And he saw and experienced a great deal of horror. And he came home after four years, almost died of beriberi. He was 89 pounds when he came home. And he was only 5'10". He went over as a young man at 135 pounds, but he went through a lot. And I know he had PTSD that people didn't talk about back then. He lived to 89. And I remember them talking about his nerve pills. So there was some way that he was dealing with managing trauma, even though he became a successful person and and things like that. But Mm -hmm. when I had this journey experience, I saw my father at age 17 and I grokked his experience as if I were him. And I Mm. understood him being a warrior. I'm a warrior. I know I've had other past life issues as a warrior where I've probably gone through all that stuff. There was something by design that I came in so I could heal this. Mm-hmm. And I used to ask when I go into these ceremonial experiences, what I do wrong <laughs> makes me want to cry because I seriously yeah. thought I'd done something wrong for some of the suffering I'd had in this life. And my guides okay. told me, and this is something I hope for those of you who need to hear this, it's important. What if you did nothing wrong? My guide said, you didn't do anything wrong you were up for the one to help heal the DNA. You said Uh, yes, because you could. So this is important for some of us who've had extreme suffering is that we may be the ones who came in on the Bodhisattva path. We said we wanted to wake up to bring love and compassion where there wasn't any. That we were capable, that we are capable of stepping up into greater light and love and compassion for those who don't have it or may not be capable. And that it's an honor, not not that we're being, you know, beaten up. So anyway, for soul retrieval, the process is to help a soul go into a relaxed place where I'm an advocate as a soul, as a uh, shamanic practitioner to work with their intentions and they journey to at times when they're on the table but I'm calling on my helpers and my allies to call home any lost parts, but to also create a space energetically where we're cleaning out trauma, we're cleaning out the fear, we're asking for these to be alchemized and that that person can be safe enough to return to their preciousness, their innocence, and that they are safe to be here in present time. Wow, yeah. And, you know, as, as any one individual begins this process for themselves, start with prayer, just ask for it, whatever's needed, your guides are there to help you. And if there's a practitioner that you need, you'll find them, uh, go to my mm-hmm. website, I can do stuff distance or in person, but there are others too, who are very capable of this, um, but I hope I don't lose the seat. I was going to say one more thing about that. Um, oh, Yes. As you're doing your own personal healing, whether it be specific traumas in this life, accidents, or even your own other lifetime stuff, ancestral stuff often comes up because you chose this body and this DNA for whatever reason to help you spiritually have a grand experience of growth, most likely. And that when you begin to heal energetically, it heals your DNA 
forward and backward through time. So if you have children, whatever you're doing to heal yourself, you don't fix your children, you change yourself. And that shifts the energy between you and your DNA and those children and in the quantum field. The same thing happens is that this is a healing through the multiverse. It's a healing through time and space. We experience linear time as humans. Our souls experience time differently. There is no time when you get outside of these time constructs as humans. It's a very different experience. So this begins to heal you in other lifetimes. It begins mm -hmm. to heal your ancestors in their lifetimes. How about that? How cool is that? Yeah. I, I mean, that's an incredible story that you shared. And also, you know, it brings me to tears, you know, thinking about, you know, my kids and, you know, my family and our generations. And I was actually in ceremony. It was a couple of weeks ago. And everyone was really kind of lighthearted. It, it, you know, really had a joyous nature. And then we got to, um, we got to the door before stepping into the ceremony space. And I really just fell apart. I mean, I was just falling and, and feeling really intense emotions. And while I, I think there was stuff for me uh, to move through, it really, I had this really strong sense that it was very generational, that I was really doing a lot of work for generations past and future in that moment. And one of the uh, stronger times that I've actually felt that. So um, I just thought that was really interesting that you've had that experience too with your clients right now and kind of this theme that you're seeing. And again, validation, right? That, you know, I'm, I'm in this moment and I'm going, yeah, I just, I know what I'm working through right now is, is not just for me. Yeah. And the, the planetary energies are intense. I mean, it seems like every year, every moon or every lion's gate, it's like, oh, there's all this energy activating us. And I'm like, imagine as more and more light comes onto the planet, it's flushing out the darkest of darks. It's like pouring in water into a pool. And at first, what happens is that the, the dirt at the bottom of the pool comes up and it seems cloudy. But the yeah. more you pour in, the more you pour in, the cleaner it gets. Yeah. And I imagine that's yeah. what's happening on this planet. We're literally moving through some time, space, astrological influences that are bringing up the shadows, the injustices. I call mm -hmm. it the sins of the fathers. Imagine this. For thousands of years, we've had dominant male energies conquering and conquering and conquering people conquering people conquering people conquering people and ultimately right. we think well we're not in that age anymore i'm like are you kidding me you've got your one percenters at the top of the corporations you got your slaves at the bottom and i don't mean to be so dramatic but we're out of balance right. and this, and this is a time of coming into new age the aquarian age a time of different that we have to atone for the sins of our fathers, meaning the old structures are falling and we're feeling yeah. it. And if there's unhealed parts of ourself and our ancestral lineage, any abuse of our families, men, women, whatever, 
those things we may feel and not have a clue what they are. So when you feel like you need some healing work or you got to have a better way of life you're seeking, spiritually speaking, you are shifting the harmonics of your physical and energetic field so that you can come into harmony, whatever you call it. It's all about coming back to harmony. Yeah. And we are yeah, that mind, body, connected. soul. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I love how you say that we're intrinsically connected because um, kind of like that. Uh, was it the Mayan saying you said earlier? In Lakesh, yeah. 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 You and, are another uh, me. I am another you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and we're all walking each other home. That's right. That's absolutely right. We, we need each other. Yeah. And, you know, with this world that's really gone through many years of politicians and other people wanting to separate us by our color, our gender, our sexuality, our money, our lack of money, our jobs. It's like, you know what, we're all we're all want to be happy. We all need to realize that as we co-create and cooperate there's so many more possibilities of how good it can get. And so we have to heal our biases. We have to heal our hurts Excuse me. so that we can learn how to love, honor, and respect one another because that's the only way through, but we got to do it for ourselves so we can actually show up with others and do that. We start here. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Catherine, you know, you talked about community, you talked about getting support. I would love for people to know where they can find you, how they can connect with you. I have a website that's basically my name, if you can spell my name. So hopefully that'll be on the podcast. It's Catherine Skaggs, K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-S-K-A-G-G-S.com. And it's got all my services on there, as well as my products, my books. Uh, they're also, so I've got Artist Shaman Healer Sage, which is a spiritual guidebook. It, and it brings in shamanism, as well as many stories, 70 pieces of artwork. It's a beautiful book. But it's also one about working with the medicine wheel or different rituals and practices that you can make your own. Uh, I like to quote Starhawk. I don't know if you know who she is. She's an amazing author who's, I don't even know if she's still around. It's been so long since I've looked. I think she is. But she once quoted a saying is like, we're going to do ceremony like our, our mothers and our grandmothers. We're going to make it up as we go. So, <laughs> which I love that saying, but love that. this gives you a foundation of many tried and true practices. Um, it's on Amazon. It's on my website, katherineskaggs.com. It's also at satyamapublishing.com, my publisher, but also my tarot deck, Mythical Goddess Tarot and Master's Light Wisdom Oracle, my new oracle to work with archangels and ascended masters. There's many different ways you can enter into working with the divine. And these all are practices and ways to help you open up your own ability to divine or to intuit. I also have classes, healing circles, drum making opportunities. I have a course in shamanism every year that starts in April. But I'm also available, you know, for personal one-on-one -on -one sessions if anybody's called uh, and would be happy to connect and support you if that if you're called to do so. And oh yes, and we I'm doing my best to have a women's wisdom circle monthly. I've got some travels the next two months that make it hard, but 
I've had, we just did a really cool one. I was hoping you'd come, but you didn't get to make it. Uh, we did a four hour one on a Sunday and it was a, a ceremony for honoring the heart and deepening into wisdom. So we actually did a plant bath ceremony based on some of my shamanic teachings and blessing the women and teaching about working with the flowers and how to bring that oh, into anoint oneself and to work with the natural world and its beauty to restore that in ourselves. Yes, you guys, I've, I've had the privilege of being able to do some one-on-one -on -one with Catherine, but also join her women's circles. And, you know, like we talked about, community is so important during this time. And even if you're just, you know, feeling like you don't know where to start, this is such a great way to start to meet other people. And I, I mean, I've been to so many beautiful circles, but there were women who had never, you know, really done anything like this before. There were women who've done it, you know, 40 times and right. and just being able to sit there and circle together and really honor each other's paths and um hearts and and just it's such a supportive community so um highly recommend uh any of Catherine's teachings I have her book and both of her decks and I work with her decks um very frequently and I was telling her even uh Archangel Raphael who has been someone that I've uh, worked with for physical healing when my daughter was having surgery it was like I knew exactly which card to grab and bring with us um, for my little altar in our bag that we brought to the surgery center so um, lots of beautiful tools to work with and you really are uh, such a blessing to all mm -hmm. of us and thank you for being here and sharing your your wisdom and your energy and we really really appreciate you Thank you, Kayla. I love you and appreciate you too. I'm excited for what you're doing and thank you for bringing me on to, to share and to be with everybody. Absolutely. Well, we'll definitely have to have a follow-up sometime and uh, we will see you in circle hopefully soon. Enjoy your travels, safe travels. Thank you. I appreciate thank it. You. Oh, and if anybody, what do you have, uh, if there's an audience in Chicago, or in Michigan, oh. I'm headed that way. I'm headed to Michigan in August, 2023. I know this could be around for a while, hopefully. Yes, and in, in September, uh, these will be on my website too. I'll okay. be in Chicagoland area working, so. Well, that's Thank exciting. You. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Catherine. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. You guys, I hope that episode lit up your soul. If you loved this episode, I'd appreciate it if you would leave a five-star review. And be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Let's stay in touch. You can find me over on Instagram and TikTok. Just look for my handle, The Soul Agent. I can't wait to see you over there. Sending you all my love, friends. <laughs>